0: everyone welcome to a new episode of like hearted my name is anna and my name is bracy and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow how are you growing this week well i've been pretty excited to tell you actually that i have started my first book from you Ooh. um yes i'm reading you are a badass and i'm like i think i'm 63 percent done Wow. What are your preliminary thoughts? Okay. So at the beginning, I wasn't loving it. And I can't remember. I wish I had taken notes. And I think I am going to take notes on like the last half um, because I'm starting to like it a lot more. So I think in the beginning, it was more about like career stuff or like changes in your life. It was like, you know, I just like screw this and just do it and whatever. And I was like, Ugh, I feel like this is coming from such a place of privilege because that is not real for a lot of people. Like, you can't just say, like, screw this. I'm going to quit my job and follow my passion because people have bills. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it was lacking that a little bit for me of just, like, an acknowledgement of, like, hey, this is not for everybody, actually, um, for a lot of reasons. But I feel like it has started to shift more into, like, practicing gratitude. And the last chapter I just listened to is about how, like, time is a concept. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of times we... Think of it as finite. Yes. And she was talking about how, you know, like if you have six months to do something, it normally takes you six months to do it. But if you had a week to do something, it takes a week and whatever. The way that our brains think of time is just not real or it's mm-hmm. just like made up. And she's talking about basically like how to make your life the way that you want it to be and that you can do it. And there are a lot of ways. And so I'm I'm starting to really enjoy this part of it. Um I think what is so cool about this book, though, is that it is very digestible and there isn't a lot like there's nothing in here that I'm like, oh, my God, like I've never thought it had this thought or this is like some foreign concept to me. But there's something about being told in like a really blunt way that just like hits differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's um, funny. So I feel like it's you're you're able to receive it differently. Mm-hmm. And it feels like stuff you could actually do. So, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the back half of it a lot. I think your criticism about it is fair, but I also think that's true of
1: probably like 90% of personal development books. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that it was something that was recognized until the last year or few years. Yeah, that's definitely true. And the other thing that I was hoping you would like about this book, because you had mentioned that in Untamed, you liked the way she wrote, but she didn't give concrete to do's or examples. And I feel like Jen Sincero does a good job with that. Like, here is what I have to say to you. And here's how you implement it in your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate that part of it that it's just like, all right, this is, here's this concept and here's how you can make actual changes and do step one, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. I like that about it. So I'm enjoying it. And I feel great that I am about to knock off one of my books.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I actually started one this week of your recommendations too. So you
0: did. That's really funny. Yeah. What is it?
1: A woman is no man.
0: I'm so excited. Yeah. Is that how you're growing this week?
1: I have definitely been doing a lot more reading in the last week. I would say though, that The book that I'm really growing with is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, Seb and I are listening to that one together and it's already, you know, really great.
0: Yeah. Taylor and I actually listened to that one when we were doing our road trip Mm. and agree. It is very, very interesting.
1: I love his stuff. I will say, though, that Talking to Strangers, even more than Revisionist History, his podcast, it's pretty thick. Like, I can't listen to it for more than 45 minutes to an hour at a time.
0: Yeah, I feel like, too, some of the chapters are so heavy. Like, Mm -hmm. the way that he's talking about them maybe aren't that heavy, but just the situation he's referring to is really heavy. So, sometimes that can really weigh on you. Yeah.
1: I feel like he is one of the greatest minds of our time, truly. And the way he threads together situations to like explore all sides of an issue is just fascinating Mm -hmm. big fan
0: he's he's brilliant
1: all right so we decided to do a little bit of a fluffy episode today all about random personal favorites of ours
0: yeah i'm pretty excited about this episode but will say that initially when we were prepping for it i was like this is gonna be really cool And then immediately could not think of anything that I like. Seriously.
1: (laughs) It was really like a brain freeze moment, but we have a nice list now.
0: Yeah. it shaped up in like 10 minutes once we got on the phone and we're trying to talk it through. Yeah. And I'm excited about some of these questions. I know. Some of them are making me laugh because they're just that random. Also, there's some that I know
1: that one or both of us have really strong opinions about, so it should be good. Okay. Very important question. What is your favorite sandwich?
0: (laughs) I bet nobody thought that that is what the first question was going to be.
1: Anybody who knows me well knows that that's
0: a topic that's very important to me. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Okay. Well, first, I would like to say that when I was younger, my favorite sandwich was bologna and mustard.
1: I love bologna sandwiches. I don't ever eat them, but they're so good.
0: I know. I used to eat them, like, like truly all the time. I love mustard. Mm, same. Probably my favorite condiment. Oh, definitely mine. Ugh, it's hard. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones, but... Yeah. Yeah, I would say either yellow mustard or Chick-fil-A's honey mustard. Oh,
1: same. Favorites. I love oh Chick-fil-A's God. honey mustard. We
0: have the same taste in
1: condiments.
0: Okay, great. My favorite sandwich now, I would say, is probably... Well, it has to be toasted. Oh, no. Oh, Bracey. The only cold sandwich that I will eat is from Jimmy John's, which is a sub. And I do want to follow... I have a couple follow-up <laughs> sandwich
1: questions. <laughs> I mean, you just said the dirty word to me, which Jimmy John's is like... The worst. Oh, do you
0: hate Jimmy John's? Yes. With a burning passion. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like Jimmy John's. I like their veggie sub. I haven't had any of their other subs, so I cannot speak to those. But
1: That's fair. I feel like good. as a vegetarian, sandwiches are different and like probably not something that I can speak to. But in general, Jimmy John's is not for me. <laughs> okay.
0: Which is interesting that you say that because you love Jersey Mike's and I think Jersey Mike's is disgusting.
1: I love Jersey Mike's like so much.
0: Uh, yeah. Their veggie sandwich sucks.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised. They don't have a whole lot of options for veggies.
0: Yeah. Okay. Before we get too far off on these tangents. So my favorite sandwich is probably from True Deli, which is in Chapel Hill. Okay. True is good. Um, And I get to make it myself. So like you get to pick what you want on there and I get a toasted sandwich for sure um, on sourdough bread. Sourdough is delicious. It's the best. I would get provolone and a slice of pepper jack, lettuce, tomato, red onion, extra cucumber, spinach, extra avocado, alfalfa sprouts, and sun-dried tomatoes, and then maybe banana peppers occasionally. And then I would get mayonnaise, mustard, oil and vinegar, salt, not pepper. I hate pepper. In general? Yes, in general. Wow, that's weird. If it's like in a soup or something, if it's like, oh, like a little tiny bit of pepper and it's like baked in with other stuff, it's fine. But I, in general, I'm not a pepper fan. Wow. And then I would get classic ranch to dip my sandwich.
1: Interesting. Okay. So what would you say the flavor profile of that is?
0: Amazing. (laughs) All right. I think it's a lot of different flavors coming together. And I think too, because I am a vegetarian, and I get all these options that I can put on one sandwich. It feels like a real, like meaty sandwich, I like see. very substantial. Okay, and then obviously a side of salt and vinegar chips. Oh, the best chips, of course. I'm glad that we can agree on some things. Yeah, just
1: not the hot versus cold sandwich. I really can't. I, like, I can do a hot sandwich if it's like a panini or something, but I would almost always rather my sandwich be cold. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, wholeheartedly disagree. But. What would you say your favorite sandwiches? Okay. Actually,
1: first of all, I have to address the Jimmy John's thing. The reason I hate Jimmy John's is because their sandwiches are all bread and like no filling. And I hate the ratio that they have there. And also okay. for – I don't know if this is still true, but for a long time they didn't have yellow mustard. Like you had to ask for yellow mustard and it would come in packets, which is crazy for a sandwich place to do that.
0: I think that is probably still true and agree that is annoying.
1: Um, And that's part of the reason why I love – Jersey Mike so much. Well, first of all, in general, my favorite sandwich is an Italian type sandwich. And they have a really good Italian there. It's the number 13. That's what I get. But their bread is really good. The ratios are really good. The quality of the ingredients is pretty good. But my like specifically my favorite sandwich is a sandwich from a sandwich shop in Charlottesville, Virginia called Take It Away. And it is so delicious. It's homemade sourdough. And actually, you could eat this. It's it's a vegetarian sandwich. Um Okay. Homemade hummus, red pepper, I think. Um, It has roasted tomatoes, banana peppers, sprouts, and then their homemade dressing, which is so good. It's the best sandwich of all time. And like that sandwich shop is just really, really, really good. Every person I've taken there has been in love with it.
0: Well, I definitely believe you when you say that their sauce is amazing because I've come to find out in this podcast episode that we like the same sauces. So there you go i uh I'm pretty jealous that I haven't been there, and I'm putting it on the top of my to do list to uh make my way to Charlottesville, Virginia to have this sandwich
1: honestly, Charlottesville in general is just lovely, so I would highly recommend
0: I remember when you went the most recent time, and the highlight was definitely the sandwich place, but you just talked about how much you liked it, and I had never considered going there before, but honestly it's. Yeah, it's
1: one of my favorite places to visit, especially because it's not um, so far from here that we can't drive. Yeah. Plus wineries, so, you know.
0: (laughs) Plus wine. Always good. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I feel like the answer is yes, but do you think a sub is a sandwich? Yes. Okay. Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich?
1: Yes. I Actually, I've had this conversation many times. The only thing that I don't think is a sandwich is like a taco or anything on a tortilla. I don't think a tortilla counts as like a bun or bread.
0: Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. The hot dog one is hard because I want to say no, but technically I think it is.
1: Yeah. And I think like a hamburger is still a sandwich, just the same way like a chicken sandwich from like Chick-fil-A would be a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, it's not your traditional sandwich, but it's still a sandwich. Okay. Which is why my answer to what food would you choose to have for the rest of your life if you couldn't eat anything else, my my answer is always a sandwich because there's a lot of variety. That's fair.
0: You're cheating the system. Well, you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Okay. Well, I appreciate how deep we went with (laughs) that question. It's important. My first question is going to be, who is your first celebrity crush?
1: This is such an interesting question because I feel like I'm the only person in the world who like didn't have a celebrity crush when I was little. What? Yeah. I never, I I don't know. I never was like really into NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or any of that kind of stuff. And you weren't into
0: their music or you weren't like, wow, they're hot.
1: I wasn't – well, I mean, I think I probably thought they were hot, but I wasn't like – there wasn't – I didn't have a favorite. I wasn't, like, really into them as people.
0: Wow. I did
1: like their music. Okay. But the first time I really felt like I had a celebrity crush was when I discovered Adam Driver, and, like, he's definitely my current celebrity crush.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's so random.
1: (laughs) Oh, you didn't know this about me? No. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, I think I – it's only been maybe a year since I – watched Star Wars all the way through, and as mm-hmm. soon as I finished, I was like, "Okay, now I have to learn everything I can about Adam Driver. He's so beautiful,
0: interesting. Okay, he's not my type, but I do think he is a phenomenal actor.
1: He, yeah, he's so good. Also, he has a, his own charity that he runs yeah. with his wife.
0: It's so sweet. Oh, he's married. Oh my yeah. gosh. I don't, okay, I don't know anything about Adam Driver. Did you watch Girls?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, after after Star Wars, Girls was the next one that I watched. Yeah, Girls is so good. It's yeah. Really and he actually has a musical coming out this year, which I'm excited about. Oh, kind okay. of. Who was your celebrity crush?
0: been really excited to talk about him. I knew you would um, be. <laughs> so, if you know me, this isn't shocking, but my celebrity crush for what feels like my entire life and will be be for my entire future, is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I fell in love with him in Titanic, just like every other girl. (laughs) Yeah, everybody else. Everybody. Except me. (laughs) Yeah, except for Bracey, but everybody else. It is truly unconditional. I know he has flaws. I'm sure he does, but I think he is such a good actor. He's so beautiful and I just love him. I really do. If I won the lottery, I would open up a chain of coffee shops and like a little bakery called Leonardo Di Cappuccino, <laughs> And it would obviously have solar panels because he is really cares about the environment. And all of the food items and the drinks would have to do with either his name or things he cares about or his movies. And we would play his movies at the shop on like a loop. And there's so many good ones, so it would be fine. And I'm sure he would want to invest, and like, come hang out with me. So... I think that's a great idea. Our friend Mallory actually drew me a logo for this coffee wow. shop and put it in a frame.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> it's very beautiful. What a pal. I don't know. What a gal pal. <laughs> so, ugh, man, could go on and on, but we'll stop there.
1: Okay. All right. Follow up to the sandwich question. What drink can you not live without? It's got
0: to be Coke Zero. Yeah. I wish I didn't love Coke Zero so much, but I really do.
1: I mean, my answer is regular Coke. To me, there is nothing that is as good as a cold Coke on a hot day.
0: Do you like I, the ones in glass jars?
1: They're fine. I, I think I – actually, this is a serious conversation, too. Fountain Coke first, then a can, then a bottle.
0: Yeah. Do you I would agree? agree with that. Okay. I, yeah, I think so. I feel like fountain drinks are always better for whatever reason than in a bottle.
1: Yeah, but I also really like Cokes over ice. Like, I'd rather pour it out of a bottle or the can over ice. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: I don't ever want to drink any drinks that don't have ice in them. Yeah, because you need that. Yeah, you're obsessed with ice. You need ice. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Okay. What's your favorite sea animal?
1: All right. When I read this question, I was like, I don't think I have a strong favorite here. Like, I couldn't even think of one off the top of my head. (laughs) But after thinking about it a little while, I think it would either be seahorses or sea lions. i love sea lions i I love going to aquariums i love sea animals i just don't Mm -hmm. feel like i have like a strong favorite okay but aquariums are one of my favorite things to do when we travel
0: have you ever been to la jolla in california no they have um i don't remember if it's like i think it's probably like a protected land Mm -hmm. um like right on the coast and there are like hundreds of sea lions and they are just always there
1: oh my gosh Um, that's my dream
0: Yeah, you gotta go. Okay, well, my favorite sea animal. I kind of have two, but I was really into sharks when I was little. I watched the Jaws movies at, like, a way too young age and was, like, very obsessed with them. I even had a pet shark named Jaws Jr. (laughs) at one time. (laughs) Um,
1: You're one of those people that gets excited for Shark Week, aren't you?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will watch almost every shark movie. Like, I've seen the Sharknadoes, even though they're terrible. But they're, like, terrible in a really funny way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the Meg went and saw it in theaters. <laughs> it was not that great, but I had to see it. And then the other one, like whales in general, sometimes I will go on like a YouTube spiral of just watching like whale sighting videos or like whales jumping. And it's really fun. But after I watched the documentary Blackfish on Netflix, what got super into Orcas and just like whales in general. But if you have not watched Blackfish, you have to watch it. Have not documentary, you haven't watched it. Mm-mm. oh, you have to you just have to <laughs> okay so, so sorry, you just do <laughs> um, it's about Sea world and how these orcas are so depressed it is, will rip your heart out, but it is so good, and the way that they do it, like the music in it is really good, it kind of feels like you're like following like a mystery type of thing,
1: okay. Um, I have this thing though that sometimes when I can't sleep, I put on documentaries and especially documentaries about like nature or Mm -hmm. sea creatures and it puts me to sleep so i hope i don't fall asleep (laughs) it's so calming it like it's so nice
0: okay well this one will not do that to you you're gonna be like sitting straight up in bed and so gonna crying for the why (laughs) are you you awake yeah and you're gonna be sobbing it's great
1: okay i wasn't sure exactly how to phrase this but Who would you say is your favorite person to learn from or like personal hero or person in the public space
0: that you admire? I mean, I feel like it has to be Brene Brown. Okay. She is so smart and really funny and has so much empathy. Honestly, her video about... She has this video on empathy that it's like from a TED talk that she gave, but then somebody turned it into like a cartoon. And so it's like a voiceover and it's one of the best videos out there.
1: Oh, her first TED talk is my favorite TED talk of all time. She's amazing. Uh, Yeah. Brene is incredible. She would probably be my number two on this list. Obviously, number one is Oprah. I think she's one of the greatest humans of all time. Truly.
0: I... I love how much you love Oprah. I think it is really precious. (laughs) I mean, I love Brene,
1: too, in a very similar way. But I just think that Oprah is so, like, wise and kind and, Mm -hmm. like, does a great job. She's a great example of leading gracefully.
0: I would agree with that. I don't feel like I've really followed Oprah's career exactly, but I do really enjoy her, her super soul. Sunday podcast, which you actually turned me on to. Yeah,
1: I'd say that that is probably my number one favorite podcast. At least over time, she hasn't been doing new episodes recently, so I haven't been listening to it as much because it's she's been pulling content from like the Oprah show and things like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that the way she interviews is just really great, and she has incredible guests. And I don't know, I just really like her.
0: Well, on the topic of favorite podcasts, what are some of your other favorite ones?
1: Well, Brené's is honestly my lifeline right now, Unlocking Us. She actually has two, mm-hmm. but Unlocking Us is so good. I think she's she's such a good mix of science and emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes her special. Like she can pull together the science and the research and the stories from the actual people that make it important.
0: Yeah, in a way that really makes sense
1: hmm. Okay. And she's really good about she she talks a lot about topical stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of other podcasts, especially in the personal development space are kind of generic and um, maybe not as relevant to what's going on in the world. But I feel like hers are very timely. And I always look to see her reaction to certain things in the news and things like that. Definitely. Um, outside of that, I really like the A Beautiful Mess podcast. It's done by two sisters who have run a blog for like 12 years, something like that. And they're also oh, wow. app designers. They've like pretty much made this whole empire from scratch. And I think do it's they really Do they cool. do a color story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, okay. Their apps are a color story, film, a design kit, I think. I don't know. They have like four or five. And I also really love Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell. And one that you might not be familiar with is called Each Other. And it's okay. done by it's, – it's about everyday topics through the lens of human design. So there are, there's a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester, and a projector. And they kind of talk through a topic from their respective energy types. Okay,
0: gotcha. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one, but that sounds interesting.
1: I also really love all the girls that do that, so it's fun.
0: Okay.
1: What about you? What are your favorite pods?
0: I would say the ones that I definitely listen to the most are Armchair Expert. Yep, I, I love really that one love, too. Yeah, I love Deck Shepard. And I think it's a good mix between learning about some celebrities that mm-hmm. I like and learning about them in the way that they work, but then also... Like their childhood and their patterns and whatever. It's a good mix for like psychology and fun. I've liked their the other ones under the umbrella. I haven't listened to Nurture versus Nurture yet, which is their new one, but I bet it'll be interesting. But like I know we both liked the Monica and Jess Love Boys. I love that one. I also really like the
1: armchair has a really wide variety of guests. So I never listen to every single one. I just go through and pick who I want to hear.
0: Yeah. It's a good mix between, like, celebrities and athletes and humanitarians and, yeah, lots of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I also listen to My Favorite Murder. I have to go in waves of listening to it, though, because I'll start to be scared of everything if I listen to it (laughs) for too many months in a row.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But I love Karen and Georgia. I think they're really funny. So those are probably the two that I listen to the most. I also kind of go through phases of I will just like be listening to a lot of books.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I like my favorite murder, but I kind of go through a mood where I want to listen to a lot of murder and then it cuts off and I switch to something else. Yeah. All right. Heated topic. Which of Rory's boyfriends on Gilmore Girls was your favorite?
0: It was Jess. I would my I would rank them as Jess, then Logan, and then Dean like way 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 down. Yes,
1: this is the argument that I have with every single other person except for Seb is the only person
0: I found that actually agrees with me, which is nice. Which is why you're married. I, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Yet, yeah, I I just loved Jess. He was kind of a bad boy. I actually think that's the crux of this argument is like do you like
1: nice guys or bad boys? That's there's like No in-between.
0: Yeah, which I'm like, it's for sure bad boys for me.
1: And I wholeheartedly disagree. (laughs) Dean was so nice.
0: He was, but like he also was controlling. I feel like we could make an argument that Dean was a bad boy in a different, not in like a hot way, like in a not great way.
1: Okay, I think we have to remember that they were in high school. That's fair. So maybe he was a little clingy, but (laughs) I also think it was their first relationship. and. He was still very good to her in general. I think as a first boyfriend goes, it's about as good as you can get.
0: Yeah. he He's not awful, but Jess was just better. Jess was just such a better fit for her. But he was a jerk. He was smart. He was. That's true. I can't really argue that point because if was, you've ever watched the show, he was a jerk to her. But also, I mean, not like all the time.
1: His communication was him. terrible. Like, he would <laughs> not true. call her and... Had such a hard time communicating.
0: They did. I feel like Jess had a lot of – he had a lot of family trauma that he had not dealt with. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I agree, but like – And came from a family of bad communicators, like Luke is his uncle, and he sucks at communicating.
1: True. I just think that if you're going to take one over the other, I'd take clingy over possibly traumatized any day. (laughs)
0: Well, it's just one we're going to have to agree to disagree on. Yeah.
1: I mean, me and every other friend I have, so.
0: <laughs> you and everybody. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite way to waste time?
1: I actually struggled with this because I don't necessarily think of much as wasting time. It's like okay. resting versus not resting. But I That's think, a
0: great way to, to phrase it.
1: But I think if I were to say anything, it would probably be Instagram because that's the place that I can lose time and not realize that I'm losing it.
0: Mm-hmm. For me, it is definitely watching dance videos on YouTube. There are a few choreographers and dancers that I don't even know how I discovered them. But it's been like years. And I feel like everybody in our friend group has seen the videos, enjoys them to various extents. And Brittany and I especially used to watch these all the time when we lived together. But yeah, I like watching are, them.
1: I just don't yeah, think to go to YouTube and like look it up.
0: Yeah, there's um, there's a few dancers that I just love so much. I think it's because if I could do my life over again, I might would want to be a hip hop dancer, even
1: though I mean that would be great.
0: I am absolutely not qualified. But if I could take hip hop dances as like a little kid instead of when I took like ballet and stuff, that would have been so much more fun. So as far
1: as random videos go, have you ever heard of a German wheel? No. I don't think so. Okay. Those are videos that are really random that I like to watch. I also really love the uptick in roller skating right now. Like I love to watch a roller skating video.
0: And you roller skate or you roller blade?
1: I roller blade, but I'm heavily considering getting roller skates because my blades don't fit very well and also I just would rather have skates.
0: Okay. They're so cute. Mhm. Oh, I just want to see a little picture or a little video of you roller skating <laughs> around your neighborhood. That would be so cute. All right. Well, TBD. All right. I'll talk to Seb. I'm like, we got to make this happen. <laughs> All
1: right. What would you say is your favorite, like, life hack slash time saving tip or efficiency that you've got set up in your life that you love?
0: The only thing I can think of is that I have started since like quarantine and everything, I've started to order my groceries online and then I just go and pick them up. And it is so beneficial because honestly, the biggest thing is that outside of saving me a lot of time, it also keeps me from like walking down the aisles and impulse buying stuff that I don't actually need or probably not even really want. It's just in the moment. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I probably need four different kinds of Cheetos in my life. So (laughs) let me just take these.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. That was going to be one of mine too. I think that online ordering groceries has truly changed my life and I don't think we'll ever go back. Yeah, same. How? So we got ours from Harris Teeter Express Lane, which is $100 for a year membership. And then you just go through the drive-thru and like press the button and tell them your name and they put it in your car. How does it work for Fred Meyers?
0: So it's free. Ooh. Um, Yeah, which is nice. It used to be like $5 every time, but I think because of COVID and everything, and it's like a way to encourage people to not come in and buy groceries maybe. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it'll end up costing at some point down the line, but as of right now, it's been free for this last year. So you just go... And you call a phone number when you get there and say like what spot you're in and then they come out and yeah, put it in your car. The only downside though is that sometimes they have to substitute things, mm-hmm. which you can like approve or not, but that's the only downside. Or sometimes you don't get if they're like out of stock. Sometimes I won't realize I i didn't get it until I'm like, oh, wait, where is this? I thought I ordered it. And I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't get it and I just didn't notice.
1: Oh, the Harris Teeter calls you and lets you know what wasn't in stock, and they'll make a substitute if they have it. And if not, you can call them back and like, let them know what you want.
0: Yeah, that would be better.
1: But my other favorite life hack is because we eat Jersey Mike so much, we have the app. And so it allows you to save your favorites, which we get the same thing every single time. Mm-hmm. And so all I have to do is hit a couple buttons, and it puts our order in, and then I just have to drive and pick it up. And it's so much faster than standing in line and ordering a sandwich. Definitely. It's one of those things that every time makes me wonder why everybody doesn't do it that way.
0: Well, maybe now they're going to start.
1: I mean, I hope so. Especially if you have a place that you go to over and over, I would highly recommend looking to see if they have an app. We actually do the same thing for Chick-fil-A, but I'm not usually the one that's doing that. Sub's a big Chick-fil-A person. So, and for that one, you order and then you drive up to the spot and tell them what spot you're in and they bring it out.
0: And then they say, my pleasure.
1: Yep. Yep. They sure do.
0: What would you say is your favorite genre of like movies slash TV slash books?
1: Movies? This is maybe bad, but I would say I love kids movies. TV in general, I like easy watching. I don't want to have to think if I'm looking for something intellectually stimulating, I'm going to go to a book or a podcast. Mm -hmm. So anything I'm watching on TV is probably going to be mostly mindless. Um, So I love kids movies, and that would probably be my favorite genre.
0: Okay. What was your favorite kids movie?
1: Well. When I was growing up, it was Beauty and the Beast, and I still love Beauty and the Beast. Newer kids' movies, I really love Trolls. I, I honestly, if you like music, you should watch Trolls. It's got the best soundtrack. It's so cute. It's Zoe Deschanel, Justin Timberlake, Anna Kendrick. Like, Not so that you good. Thought he
0: was hot, but he's I in mean,
1: there. yeah, <laughs> take him or leave him. <laughs> Definitely take him. <laughs> and then I love Hercules too from Disney.
0: Oh, wow, throwback.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. But TV, again, mindless. So things like crime shows are probably my top genre.
0: Yeah, for me, definitely murder mysteries. Probably for all movies, TV, and books. I, I mean, just love to guess. I love to try to figure it out. But I definitely have my guilty pleasure for a TV show. It's definitely like reality. Mostly like reality TV, like dating type shows. Like I watched mm-hmm. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. But then I also watched like Are You the One on MTV. Loved it. Yeah, so I love those, like, really terrible shows. I think for a kid's movie, though, I love the animated movies from when I was growing up, like all the classics. I mm-hmm. loved Little Mermaid when I was little, even though I don't even know if it's actually my favorite story. But, like, being a redhead and mm-hmm. seeing a redheaded princess was very big for me. Representation um, matters. It really does. But I never want to watch animated movies now that I'm older. I do love Tangled that's probably my oh, second that's a good one. favorite um, animated movie. And I normally like animated movies when I watch them, but it, I never want to watch them. Like, I haven't seen Trolls. I feel like the last new animated movie I watched was Big Hero 6, and that came out
1: oh a my years ago. my gosh. I mean, that's a great movie, but it yeah, that's so old.
0: Good. Yeah. And I normally like them when I actually watch them. I just am never in the mood to watch them, and so I end up just not ever seeing them.
1: That's how I feel about every other movie. Like, any
0: good regular movie. I just never feel like
1: putting them on, so I never watch them. There's so many classic movies I haven't seen. You would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we should have a movie challenge as well as our book challenge. That's honestly probably the only way I'll ever watch a lot of the classics. <laughs> all right. What would you say is your favorite type of vacation?
0: I think my favorite type
1: is like a pretty active
0: vacation. Like, I love to go be at the beach, and I've never been on like an all inclusive type of vacation, and I'm sure I would like it. But I've never been on this. So I feel like my favorite vacations that I feel like are similar are like going to a new city I've never been to and like spending like 12 hours a day walking around and seeing all that it has to offer for a few days. Do you like Do you like
1: your vacation to be planned? Like when you're walking around that city, do you want to have like something at 11 a.m., something at 2 p.m., like all that scheduled out?
0: Maybe not totally scheduled, but definitely at least for all the days I'm there. Have like a few things planned or like be like, oh, today we're going to go see this, this and this. Yeah. I don't want to like mindlessly wander around for like too long. Okay. What about you? I would say that I definitely prefer
1: an unplanned vacation. So typically what Seb and I do if it's just the two of us traveling together is we each pick a non-negotiable thing we have to do. Oh, that's cool. And then we schedule those two things in. And other than that, we just kind of see where the day takes us. And so we have like a rough idea of some things we might want to do, but we don't get tied to having to do them on a certain day. Gotcha. I also do just love to wander and like find shops that I like or find a restaurant we might want to eat in and things like that. Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> not for everybody.
0: What would you say is your favorite clothing item or article of clothing that you feel very strongly about?
1: This was so hard for me because as much as I love a lot of my clothes, I don't feel like I'm emotionally tied to them like I might have been before. Mm -hmm. Um, I do really love – I just got a new pair of overalls that are kind of like a linen-y overall and love those. I got a mechanics jumpsuit a couple months ago and I super love that. And then I think the things in my closet that I do feel very tied to are shoes. Like I love my shoes. But I don't have a favorite pair, you know.
0: Okay. You show them all love equally.
1: I know. I just, I feel like shoes make an outfit.
0: Okay. What about you? I feel like shoes can definitely make or break an outfit, but I'm not a huge shoe person. Oh, wow. I definitely have more shoes since moving to Portland than I have ever owned before, but I don't wear that many different pairs of shoes. Like I pretty much wear my Chucks every day.
1: I was about to say, we're both big fans of Chucks and I wanted to ask you, how old is your oldest pair?
0: Well, I kind of only wear one at a time.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Like I'll have the ones I have now that I've had for either two or three years. I'll just wear them until they are like for real falling apart, like holes in the bottom. And duct tape isn't doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've
0: had a couple of those
1: pairs too. But I also have, a, I have right now I have three different pairs and I just wear whichever I feel like wearing. Okay.
0: I feel like they usually last me at least five years, if not longer. But that's like... And I'm wearing them, them almost to death. every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, though, won't throw them away. Oh, really? Even when I'm like, Mm-mm. even though I know I'm not going to wear them anymore, I, I, yeah, I'm very attached to them. So still have them. The pair I wore
1: this morning, they're blue. I've had them since, I think, seventh grade.
0: Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It's because they're, they're blue. So I don't wear them as much because they don't match as much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just hanging in there.
0: Are they still in pretty good condition, would you say?
1: They are, um, which is surprising because they're actually what I tend to wear if we go horseback riding. But yeah, they're holding up.
0: And they're not even that expensive. Yeah. I mean... Tucks are what, like $45?
1: Something like that.
0: I actually
1: bought a an all-white pair. They're like all white, but the eyelets and the shoelace ends caps mm-hmm. are gold. Um, I love them. I bought them for our wedding reception and they are the pair that I'm like most precious about.
0: Those are cute. Okay. My, my favorite clothing item is probably jeans. Fair. I, yeah, I'm just such a jeans girl. Like I don't really wear shorts. I don't wear dresses unless I'm like going to a wedding or I'm doing something that calls for me to wear. And I do enjoy like getting dressed up every once in a while, but I just only ever want to wear jeans. For the most part.
1: I mean, same. I feel like my uniform is jeans and a t-shirt all the time.
0: In quarantine, my uniform is leggings and a t-shirt. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I if still I have to leave the house, I pretty much always put on jeans.
1: I still put jeans on at least once or twice a week, even in quarantine.
0: You're a hero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. What would you say your favorite home decor item or piece of
0: furniture is? So I have a blue velvet bench which is the only piece of furniture that traveled with me across the country. I got rid of everything else that I owned. Dang. Um, Furniture-wise, not literally everything, but I just love it. I really like velvet. Same. Yeah, big fan.
1: We have a blue velvet couch that I love.
0: Um, Oh, I know. It was at your
1: wedding. (laughs) It was. You have a really quality picture of yourself sprawled out (laughs) over that one. Yeah, this was kind of hard for me. I feel like there's a lot of my home decor that I've curated that I love, because I really don't want it in my house if I don't love it. But I would say my dresser is one of my favorite pieces. It's got like big, deep drawers, and it's like a pretty gray brown stain. And it's just like a well made piece of furniture. And it's kind of timeless. So big fan of that. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, I would say our bed frame because Seb and I made it together. Which, oh my gosh.
0: and it's really beautiful.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I think it's one of the best things that we've made together.
0: I remember the first time I saw it, and I just like could not wrap my head around the fact that you guys made it. I was like, "This is so, it's beautiful, yeah, so professional." I really love it, and
1: honestly, I'm I'm the kind of person that does like to change things up, so I'm a little bit terrified that eventually I'll want to get a new bed frame and I'm going to not be able to part with this one. So I don't know what we'll do at that point. Maybe I'll just save it and like bring it back out in a few years.
0: That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I know that you are not super into skincare, but do you have any favorite skincare brands?
1: Okay. Skincare slash makeup is, yeah, not my forte, but I do have Um, I use the Benefit Gimme Brow to fill my eyebrows, and that's my fave of probably, like, not that I use a lot of makeup, but that's the one thing that I really – that's the first thing that I reach for normally. And skincare-wise, I have an oil cleanser from Crude, and I use it both to cleanse and moisturize, and the reason I love it so much is because I can use it for both.
0: (laughs) It's nice and easy.
1: Yeah. It's also, like, uh, all organic, natural – Um, ingredients which is important to me so Mm -hmm. okay what about you i know you have strong opinions about this
0: yes okay so i think my favorite skincare and makeup currently is glossier okay um i love to try like all different skincare brands but the glossier milk gel cleanser i keep Mm -hmm. coming back to Okay, I've I've bought it several times, and actually Taylor really likes it. He we're almost out of it, and he was like, "Are you going to order more?" And he's asked me like three times. So I really like that. I like their makeup, and I like that it's not that expensive. Like, yeah, it's it's a little more expensive than like maybe some of the brands that like Target carries or like all your local grocery stores, but it's not crazy. Like mm-hmm. the cleanser is like sixteen dollars, and it's pretty big. It lasts me for a few months. So I also really like. The coffee bean caffeine eye cream from hundred percent pure. So if you're in the market for an eye cream, that one's good. Okay. And then my favorite place to get face masks is this place called Faceery. Wow. Um, you can get them online. They're really inexpensive, and they're just all good. I've every single one that I've used. I will buy like a twenty pack for like thirty five dollars or something, and then it's just like a multi multi-pack so from anything that you would possibly need but all of them are good. Cool. Okay. Let's
1: talk about trends. Current trends fashion, decor, whatever you want. What are your faves?
0: I think my favorite right now is wide-leg jeans.
1: You're really pulling the millennials out of that skinny jean uh <laughs> habit.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I think now that I have like I don't know that I've bought skinny jeans in my I mean I have a lot of jeans but it is embarrassing how many pairs I have. But I haven't bought skinny jeans in a while. I haven't either, but I still wear my old ones. Do you? Not a lot. I have no? one pair that ha- that are black and have like frayed edges and like a button fly that I wear sometimes, but I have not worn my skinny jeans lately. I've been on a wide leg kick. I love wide leg jeans. I just think that they
1: can sometimes be harder to style than a skinny jean. That's fair. And I wonder if that's why people are resistant to them.
0: I think that could be it, but I also think people are not used to, Because skinny jeans was in for so long mm-hmm. that I feel like people aren't used to seeing themselves not in skinny jeans. And so it, they just assume that it looks weird because they're not used to it. Yeah. Well,
1: I also think that um, style right now in general is very heavily 90s weighted. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people are wearing like baggy jeans with baggy tops and like big thick shoes and like that's not a look that I like but you also can wear yeah wide leg jeans in a different way
0: yeah I like I want it to be a balanced look
1: yeah same I I think if you're wearing wide leg jeans I'd need something like slimmer on the top
0: Mm -hmm. yeah same what about you what are some of your favorite trends right now
1: okay home decor wise I am really into the fact that color is coming back I never got rid of color in my house, but I did move to like a white wall, black trim situation. But just having color on the walls is exciting. I'm happy about that.
0: Are you going to change up your living room?
1: No, because I still love it. I think that there's so much color in my decor that it almost needs something to be balanced, um, something neutral to balance it out. Mm -hmm. But in our bedroom, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to do like a minty blue color on all of our walls and our ceiling. So.
0: I can't wait. It's going to be so pretty.
1: I'm very excited about it. can't wait.
0: When are you starting that project?
1: I have no idea. Truly. Because okay. it um, it's kind of, it's dependent on what we decide to do with our trim in here. And if we want to do either a ceiling or a wall treatment with wood. Um, mm-hmm. So making those decisions, I don't want to rush. And they'll also take time to actually get them done. So I might... Do the wall. I might paint the walls now and then do the ceiling part later. TBD. The other trend that I love that I know you also really like is Terrazzo being back.
0: Big fan of that. Ugh, such a big fan. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to figure out how to work it into my house.
0: I have seen it done on countertops. Um, and I really like it.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of, it's kind of expensive to do like real Terrazzo. I did, though, see a way to do a painted terrazzo, and I'm really considering doing it as a temporary, like, phase one to our floors in the downstairs, because we have that, like, beige tile that I hate. Um, that would be very cool. It would be so cool, but I haven't 100% figured out how to do it, or if I okay. want to, like, invest the time, so we'll see about that, too.
0: Okay. I've seen it. It's really good with lamps, also. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. I mean, honestly, it looks good on everything. Planters. Agreed. And there's (laughs) so many
1: different shades. Like you can find a terrazzo that like works
0: with your style. Yeah, for sure. Okay. My last question is, what is your favorite sport to play and or watch? Okay. Favorite sport to play would probably be volleyball. But to
1: watch would probably be football collegiate football, I don't like professional sports very much. Except for hockey, I like to watch professional hockey. It's kind of a toss-up. I'm not a big sports watcher. I like to go to a game and like experience it, but at home on the TV, I'm not a big sports watcher.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Same. Um, yeah, I agree. Definitely. Favorite sport to play is volleyball. Favorite sport to watch, though, is probably gymnastics.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: i never watched gymnastics. If I am in a house that has cable <laughs> and I find it on, I will like sit and watch it for a while.
1: I don't ever think I've seen gymnastics like listed on TV. Like what channel is that on? ESPN?
0: Yeah, I guess it's um when like different colleges play against each other. Sometimes oh, I'll just watch YouTube videos as well <laughs> of different routines.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I like uh I like the newer floor routines, how they're incorporating like more dance into the mm-hmm. um into the tumbling. It was fun. Yeah,
0: for sure. Were you a gymnast growing up? I did do gymnastics for maybe two years, maybe okay. three. Yeah, same. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. I. What was your favorite event?
0: I think my favorite event was Vault because I was good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like floor was always really fun, too. I think I was the best at floor, but I really liked bars. Okay.
1: I hated Beam. Hated it. Yeah, I hated Beam also. It was so scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terrifying. Did you ever compete? We had competitions that my gym hosted,
0: but I never went anywhere else. Okay. What about you? I did for one year, went around to competitions, but then I got to an age where I wanted to play sports through school. Like I wanted to play volleyball and basketball, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do both because the time commitment for gymnastics was high if you wanted to like be on the team and go places.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I ended up stopping was because they were pressuring me into, like, doing more and competing. And I didn't want to do that. And they, like, didn't want me to on the team if I wasn't going to do it. I actually went to gymnastics camp in Pennsylvania to this, like, big camp with my my coaches and stuff. And it was so fun because they had um, a trapeze that I got to learn. It was so fun. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, that was so great. I'm into that. We should go to gymnastics camp as adults.
0: I <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. That would be so much fun. We could do a girls' weekend. We would, we would probably break something, but um yeah. it would be great. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a really fun episode. It was. It was just
1: a nice little chat.
0: Yeah. Um, well, if you want to ask us about any of our favorite things that we didn't cover, please send us an email to likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us at likeheartedpod on Instagram.
1: And Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode with more personal favorites.
0: Yeah. Alright. Talk to you next week. Bye.